Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. With me as always is my friend Stephanie. We were just talking about her dog Spot. The weird things you talk <laughs> about in between podcasts. Her dog's name is really Jane. Is that what yep. it is? But we, yep. we call her Spot. She's got a little spot and she's a dumb dog. But we're just praying that God to change that around, you know. <laughs> that somehow somehow that dog uh will will go to the light instead of the dark yes. side. Yes. <laughs> And uh, man, this has been a weird week. We've talked about all kinds of things this week and we're, we're going to a place we're using a word. I, this is a weird word, Stephanie. And Stephanie was looking through the verses and came up with a great word for us. And, and this is a weird word to talk about when we, when we think about, you know, we never like to think about bad things about people or life. We, you know, isn't it true that we all want to be these, these optimists, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, and yeah, we, we really do. We, we all want to be, you know, we all want to have a, a we all want to think good things, right? But when you yeah. think of the word conceited, conceit, I remember my mom used to say, oh, that person's conceited or be careful, Douglas. You know, that per- the only person who ever called me Douglas and got away with it was my mom. And then there was a whole generation of people called me Dougie. I went through like a year or two. I didn't care too much for that. And uh, it also, wow. yeah, this one girl in high school started calling me Dougie and she ruined it for me for two years. I, I don't, when, mm-hmm. I, when I think about her, I spit on the ground, you know, it's a, <laughs> She was a conceited person, but we think of that word conceit. And so for me, it's like this is excessive amount of pride in yourself and pride. Isn't it right? Isn't that what you're thinking about is you're conceited. You have this overabundancy. You think too much of yourself. You think more of yourself that it says in the book of Romans than you ought to think. Mm. You profess yourself to be wise. The Bible says, and, and and they become fools. That was people and be not wise in thine own eyes. We studied there in, in chapter three, about a year ago on this podcast. It's been a long time going through these chapters, fear the Lord and depart from evil. So Stephanie, from your perspective, from a lady's perspective, from a lady in the ministry perspective, from people who are on the phone with people, and you think of that word conceited or conceit, what comes to your mind? Wow. Conceit is a, is a scary thing. Um, It's this idea of almost worshiping yourself as a God where you are to yourself, everything you need. Yeah. And it is a very scary place because if you look at Satan, it is the epitome of who Satan was. But then if you look at people like, um, you know, people that we would, would look at as dictators, so to speak. Yeah. They were all extremely conceited. Yeah. And that's very scary. Well, and, and, and isn't conceit, isn't that kind of synonymous with narcissists? Yes. Well, that's this idea, like I said, of when they look in the mirror, you know, we have that slide I'm thinking of. Yeah. 
narcissism. But when they look in the mirror, this person that's normal size is Goliath size. When they look in the mirror, that's who they see is this, this incredible, outstanding person. Um, and that's how they view themselves. So I guess, I guess Stephanie, this is this, and I don't want to draw this word out because this one's, I think is really, we covered it good, but how do you, what's a marker of conceitedness that we should look for? Well, I think a marker of conceitedness would definitely be someone who is always right. Um, and that's scary to think about, but are we willing to say, you're right, I messed that up, I'll, I'll fix that. By God's grace, I'll fix that. I'll try to learn from that. And that, you know, it, it's the exact opposite of humility, the exact opposite of ever, um, ever being willing to say, I messed up or I was wrong, or would you forgive me? Because that's a mark of the spirit of God. And someone who is filled with themselves doesn't think what they've done is wrong. They can lie to your face and think they're dead right. Mm. And that's a very scary thing because that is a mark of being under the control of Satan himself. And, and I think it's profitable what you just said there for all of us. And and I think as we study the word of God and we look at this, and we're in the book of Proverbs and we talk about conceited people, and friends, you know, there's got to be some switch. And I, and I say this too much. I know I do. And, but I'd rather be single wanting to be married than married wanting to be single. I'd rather be, uh, not going out with anybody than be going out with somebody who's all filled with pride, all filled with themselves. I'd rather be, I'd rather be, uh, when it comes to friendships, I think one of the things that's defined our friendship, Stephanie and mine, Debbie, Stephanie and I, uh, mm -hmm. Stephanie's dad, whom I love, uh, Stephanie's kids is one thing that's always defined us has been this honesty and just real, just realizing who we are, but there's things that have defined people in our life that hurt us. And it's the complete opposite of that. You know, mm -hmm. if we've got to walk on eggshells with people and try to pacify people and mm -hmm. try to make ourselves look different than we are, I think I put something on Facebook last week. I was talking to a lady on the phone and, and, uh, she had mentioned to me that how during her relationship, she tried to change herself you know, for this other person in this relationship, you know, she kept, mm -hmm. and if you've got to change something in your relationship, lie about something. If, yeah. if, if you've got to misrepresent something, if you've yeah. got to change who you are, then you're dealing with somebody that's, that's the marker. That's what Stephanie's saying. Yeah. You're dealing with yeah. that conceit. I really do. So we're, we're in the book of, uh, Proverbs. I almost said the book of Romans. Cause I have a sticker on my Bible from a few <laughs> podcasts ago with a, verse, with a verse from Romans on it, but we're in, we're in the 26th uh, proverb and we're at we're at number seven we're at verse number seven i'm going to read seven through 12 and then we're just going to kind of do an exegetical setting again we're not preachers we're not trying to preach to you the reason you know what people ask me all the time how did you and stephanie end up together doing a podcast because stephanie's the only person i knew in my life that was as screwed up as i was and that god, <laughs> god allowed us to come out of that oh, and, and she was my oh, friend that is so bad and, and so and so we don't try to preach we don't pray we we know we're not preaching to you on this podcast but we do want to look at these verses together and that's what we do on this podcast but it says uh -huh. the legs of the lame i'm kind of lame picking on stephanie in that way but the legs of the lame are not equal so is a parable in the mouth of fools as he that blinketh 
a stone in a sling, so is he that giveth honor to a fool. As a thorn goeth up into the hand of a drunkard, so is a parable in the mouth of fools. The great God that formed all things both rewardeth the fool and rewardeth transgressors. As a dog returneth to his vomit, and I'm sure Spot does that. So a fool oh. returneth to his folly. Seest thou a man wise in his own conceit? There is more hype of a fool than of him. Boy, you picked a good word there, Stephanie. And uh, and just looking at it right up there, right in the beginning, it, it's talking about uh, this lame guy, right? It's talking about, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, you know, that verse that we started with there, the legs of the lame are not equal. They're not the same size. They're not working out right. And, uh, uh, it's like statements that are being made. It's, you know, when you, when you look at verse seven there and, and it says, so is a parable in the mouth of a fool. It's not equal. It's not done right. It's not a good parable. It, it's not a, it's not a right place to be. It, it's bad. It's, uh, people are going to share parables with you. People are going to tell you how life should look. People are going to tell you what things should be like, um, this is another one of those like statements made by Solomon. Uh, so the, you know, the fool has, uh, has no possession of wisdom, I think is what's yeah. going on here. That's what I'm getting. The fool doesn't possess wisdom. So anything they say is no good. I think that's what I'm seeing yeah. there in verse number six. Yeah. Yeah. Or seven. No break. Yeah. You're dealing with someone who is void of understanding. Um, so, so trying to reason with them is going to prove very sad because of because they're they are blinded to who they are and so it doesn't leave much hope unless god um it it almost seems like god has to do something so scary um and and when it's it's scary when it says god rewards the fool and he rewards the transgressors because when god reaches that point watch out you've crossed a very scary line yeah and boy, I, so many people, can, we can be at that place where we cross a scary line ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is a tough thing when you go through the book of Proverbs, because we're seeing two sides to things here, Stephanie. We're seeing people we need to stay away from. And then sometimes the word of God is a mirror where we look at ourselves and say, well, we better not mm-hmm. be shooting our mouths foolishly and speaking to people. You know, sometimes I have a friend of mine and one of the things he does is he'll share his own parables on life, not God's parables, but you know, and, and different things on how we should live our life. He presents it in a parable type of format. Well, you know, Doug, when I did this, this happened to me, or, you know, I knew a person who once did this. And, and I think that's kind of what's going on here. And, and then we, and, and it says here in verse eight, it says he that bindeth a stone, in a sling so is he that giveth honor to a fool and you know a sling was made out of leather back then we we get this wrong sometimes in 2022 we think of a slingshot that's made out of rubber that you could pull that rock back and shoot it a hundred year hundred yards and take a bird out of the air and we've seen movies like that and things like that but a sling's this leather thing and and boy people you can hit yourself in the head with that thing if you're not careful and you have just as much chance of it coming back and hitting you if it's a fool if you don't know what you're doing and and and, and things like that and so is he that giveth honor to the fool it's it's like, you know, you can hurt somebody with that stone. You can hurt yourself with the stone. And when you give honor to a fool, you're hurting the fool and you're hurting yourself. Yeah. 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 A little Sorry. Bit. You, caught, you caught me yawning. Not that I ever do that during podcasts ever, but you caught me doing it this one time. 
Yeah, we catch up. And only once a week usually, so that's all right. I have made progress, right? I, I went better. I went longer today. Yeah. Uh, no, the idea of being a fool is very scary. Um, whenever you look at scripture, the one who chose to be a fool, it never, ever, ever ends well. No. And when a fool continues to harden their heart, I look at the life of Pharaoh. Yeah. And scripture says he hardened his heart, he hardened his heart, he hardened his heart. And then whammo, it starts saying God hardened his heart. Mm. And when you reach the point where God starts hardening your heart, in other words, you've crossed that line. Now you're on this self-destruction path where God has turned you over to yourself. That's what's happened to a fool. God has said, I'm done with you. You have sinned away your day of grace. And nobody knows when that line is. No human knows where that line is, but we sure. watch the steady digression of someone that we love. And it scares us because the way of the transgressor is hard. And when you come to that path of being a fool. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Hey, Stephanie, we're going to go ahead and run and let the radios do what they got to do. We'll be right back. Well, as we promised, we'd be right back with you. And, and just exactly what Stephanie said. And I just yawned. There's a line there. <laughs> and we got to watch that line. He that bindeth a stone in a sling, so is he that giveth honor to a fool. And then you go to verse 9 that I wanted to throw with that verse. As a thorn goeth up into the hand of a drunkard, so is a parable in the mouth of fools. So it goes on. So is someone giving advice. As a thorn goeth up into the hand of a drunkard and somebody who's drunk, somebody who's messed up. And, uh, you know, I immediately come into my mind here is, uh, you know, you put a drunkard, a thorn, I mean, they're going to hurt themselves, whether they're going to use that thorn to hurt other people. It's going to be involved in destruction somehow. Mm -hmm. It's going to be involved in hurting either yourself or someone else. And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then again, it's talking about giving honor to a fool. So Stephanie, here's where we are. We get to this place a lot. Uh, but you know, we have to be here because this is what we're dealing with. People who are hurt, people who've been through junk, people whose lives are upside (laughs) down. When you give honor to a fool, you're respecting man. Mm-hmm. You're a yeah. respecter of men. And, and the Bible says that God's not a respecter of men. And so we're, no. we're trying to be Christ-like. And, and what's the danger of being a respecter of man? It becomes a snare. The fear of man brings a snare. And when you choose to be a respecter of man, you will begin. It's, it's You either fear God or you fear man. And so when you become that respecter of men over God, you will make foolish decisions. You will go down paths that you never would have even considered before because your whole focus is off and it will lead you down the path of a snare where you will become entwined. You will become almost, you know, you think of shars, um, like, um, where, where once you get poked, if you try to pull it out, it's going to shred you. And that's what a snare does. That's what, that's what the fear and respect of men does. And I am watching this right now go on where, where men, certain men are considered, no, it's impossible for them to have done something wrong. So now because this thorn, this shard, so to speak, has, has pierced through and punctured to rip that out is going to cause a whole new level of damage and pain because they let it go in in the first place. And, and it is a snare. It, it becomes something that's deadly and will have consequences when you go down that path. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's, it's easy, 
uh, when we're hurt, when we're hypervigilant, mm-hmm. when we're in that bad place, when we're feeling lower than uh, dirt. And we've mm-hmm. all been there, right? You know, we're right in the middle of mm-hmm. our PTSD. Our lives are going kind of weird. It's easy sometimes to think someone's pretty great. And, yeah. and, it, and it's easy to go too far with that. It's easy, mm-hmm. you know, we see that and, and that, that's just a, that's just a look at all interpersonal relationships. But the yeah. truth is in most cases, if we're not, you know, I, I, you know, when we, when we're hurt, we're almost hard up in a way for friendships. Oh. We're almost, yeah. um, and, and so I guess what I'm saying to you folks is really be careful during these times, really be careful what direction you're going in with certain folks. Don't respect people to the point of, uh, they they become an idol or a god in your life, and there's a line there, Stephanie. And I, I think you see that line. I think we see that line. We've all been there, and we've all known these great preachers who've let it. Man is always going to let us down, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's yep. a line that God gives us, and, and and we know when we get up against that line, say, hey, am I, you know, am I going too fast with liking this human being, you know, it, for instance, I was talking to a lady a couple of weeks ago and she really liked this other lady. Well, it turns out this other lady's a narcissist that I move into. And sometimes mm. it's not about what we did. It's about God using that as a trial for the next thing. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't happen to us again. You know, there's a line that God will give you that line. This doesn't feel uh-huh. right. You know, I'm respecting them too much. Don't make people an idol in your life is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, God should be the only idol in your life. And he's not an idol. He's a God. And so then, Stephanie, we're down here. And verse number 10, it says, The great God that formed all things, both rewardeth the fool and rewardeth the transgressors. As a dog returneth to his vomit, will do both at the same time. So a fool returneth to his folly. So the great God that formed all things is going to take care of fools and transgressors there's going to be a day you're going to be in trouble you know we're all going to be there we're all going to stand judgment there's a couple of judgments that take place right when we go to heaven stephanie we're dealing with a couple of judgments there's one that takes yeah. place for people who've accepted jesus christ as their lord and savior and then there's one that takes place for people who've never accepted jesus christ yeah. as their lord and savior but everybody stands in front of something right yeah yeah we almost give account before the judgment seat of christ and, uh, uh, and so, and, and, you know, so transgressors, fools, you know, I said, I guess what I'm saying is this. So, so God does hide our transgressions, our sins that we repent of, that we go to him with, uh, as far as the East is from the West, but we still got to stand. I don't think it's going to be a great place to stand. No. Uh, and especially for fools and transgressors and then talking about, what a fool does. This is really hard too, Stephanie, because I know fools. I know narcissists. I know people I've loved. I, you know, it says, and it says, seest thou uh, a man wise in his conceit? No, that was the last one. Where am I at? Yeah, oh, we're on, we're as on a dog, return it to his vomit. We know that. So a fool always goes back to his folly. And then that last verse, seest thou a man wise in his own conceit? There is more hype of a fool than of him hope of a fool. And so, so a man wise in his own conceit, conceited, prideful, I can do all this. I'm better than everybody else. You should follow me. I'm the one. 
uh, you're wrong. You should be more like me. Uh, you're a mess, but I love you. But if you do what I, I mean, isn't it, isn't it built in there? Isn't that the, the great American narcissism mm -hmm. verse we're looking at right here? There's more hope of yep. a fool than of him. So, you know, so there's different levels of foolishness, I guess. Yeah. Uh, there's different levels of what's going on. So you who've been around more narcissists than me, I mean, my, my level of narcissists really go to that pastor who messed me over that missionary messed me over, you know, a couple other people messed me over. My father was a narcissist, but he bailed out when we were real young, but you've been around, like you've got, uh, you identify with, with a whole mm. tribe of them. So <laughs> I, I mean, you were, <laughs> thanks Doug. I appreciate it. Yeah. But <laughs> There's more hope for a fool than there is for them. So can you talk to a narcissist? <laughs> that is a loaded question. You can talk to them. You can, you can waste, you can stick an IV in yourself or a, you know, a needle in yourself and draw your life's blood if you want to. Mm. Um, but that is what a narcissist will do. And they will gladly suck your life's blood out of you yeah. without a second thought. And I think there's different levels of how we deal with a narcissist too. I mean, if you're married to one, go get the biblical counsel and do everything you can. I get that. But if you're just a friendship now, we, we were around somebody, right. When we were counseling somebody a couple of years back who was crazy, it was a total narcissist and we just made a decision to move on. And sometimes that was a, that's a right decision. Yeah. Yeah. walking away. Yeah. And separation. And so I, I guess Stephanie, you know, we looked at all this, we're coming through this verse and, uh, this final verse. And I think what I get out of this is this, a fool has, doesn't have an awful lot of hope with God. They can get saved. They can do things like that, but we shouldn't be a fool. We should be doing what's wise. Wise is doing godly. Doing godly is looking out for one another. Doing godly is accepting God's will for our lives. Doing godly is reading our Bibles. Doing godly is uh, doing our devotions. Uh, being godly is is going to church. Being godly is doing those things. Being godly is, you know, here you are on this podcast, learn how we can do things better. So Stephanie, as we, uh, as we wrap this thing up today, we, uh, you know, we started, we came out of this thing and, and we talked about conceit and, and we talked about the markers of a conceited person. What's, mm -hmm. what's the markers of a decent human being? Mm. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, there the mind is. of Christ, let the, letting the mind of Christ live in you and through you. So there's your marker when you're out there making friends, making relationships, letting people into your homes. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, I had a, a new husband or wife say something to me the other day. How do we know that people are cool? And, you know, we just got to let that mind be in you. That's also in Christ. I mean, let the people who are saying, go to church. Yeah. And, yep. and listen, listen to a still small voice. You know, I look back at so many times when I did not, and I've paid dearly for the times that God tried to warn me with this still small voice. Something's off here. Something's not right. And and now I have hypervigilance. So now I get to listen to the Holy Spirit extra hard because I have been burned. But looking back, I can say, yes, I ignored it. I should have known better. Yeah. I wasn't. I was worshiping man instead of God. And that will always lead to disaster. And so listen for the still small voice. Yeah, do that. Do that. And, you know, looking back at memories, I, I, I'm just going to tell you something, friends. God will use them. 
Sometimes you got to look back and and we're not harping on them. We're not living them. We're not idolizing them. We're not hating them. Uh, But God gives us this whole set of things that makes us who we are. Everything I've been through in my life makes me who I am. Everything Stephanie's been through in her life makes her who she is. And Mm -hmm. uh, we need to cheer for one another as we go through life. You need those people around you that you can cheer for and that cheer for you. We do love Mm -hmm. you folks. Make sure you join us up at Bemidji for our PTSD camp uh, right up on a lake there in a Russian camp right outside of Bemidji you want to be there uh debbie and i'll be there stephanie will be there as long as jeff Meyer, a dear friend of ours make sure you're part of that we sure do love you folks uh, get a hold of us you need it doug at woundedspirits.com i want to talk to you about what our ministry is doing help the wounded spirits pray for us as we pray for you we sure do love you hey with a smile that only god can wear bye-bye god can give you to wear bye-bye Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.